Welcome to Chick Chat with Unapologetically Karen, the podcast for women by women. I'm Karen Webb, architect, author, entrepreneur, creative junkie, and your host. Chick Chat is your resource for building your big, bold, and beautiful feminine life. So join me for some eye-opening and jaw-dropping dialogue that has people talking. Hello, everyone. I'm so glad that you're here with us again. Today's guest is Ruth Chadwick. She is a coach and educator with a foundation in psychotherapy, having earned her master's degree from New York University. After years of struggling and burning out in various work settings, Ruth set out to find a more sustainable way of succeeding in our fast-paced capitalistic culture. During her 15 years in practice, she has helped hundreds of professionals overcome burnout and make crucial changes in their lifestyle and careers. Her signature program, which I love the name, is called the Work-Life Playbook. It is a 12-week game-changing approach to work that helps professionals tap into their innate resilience and experience more vitality and joy, wouldn't that be nice, in their work and lives as a whole. Nice to have you, Ruth. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, Karen. I'm I'm so happy to be here. So let's dive in first. Um, I I wanted to mention, so the first book I wrote, um, Epic uh, Architecture, Epic Life, was really about how people don't seem to find that joy in work. They kind of just do, they don't follow their passion or they don't um, even expect work to be joyous. And instead, they're used to and and just keep on going with the daily grind. So I get that. Um, tell me a little, you, you experienced burnout in a, different professions. Let's start there. What led you to kind of switch directions and uh, and address burnout for everybody? What was your experience? Sure thing. Um, well, I, I definitely had a long journey of just trying to find that joyful path. You know, it was it was a long journey to get there. So I had I had tried to be an actress. So that was my dream for the first, you know, first shot at a career. And at some point I realized, okay, this is not working for me. So then I had to decide what to do because that was it. Like that was my one game right. plan. <laughs> I didn't have a backup plan. So I, I worked in some corporate environments and um, I, I just felt like there was a part of me that really wanted to rise up through the ranks and, you know, climb the ladder if that was going to be plan B. But I just couldn't bring myself to get on board with what was demanded, the the, the demands, the stress levels, the everyone was just, it seemed like in this manic craze all the time. And that was just a no, it, it was not going to work for me. And I felt myself coming home every night, just being exhausted and just hating it. And I was thinking, what is this for? I don't want to mm-hmm, do this for mm-hmm. my entire life. So I started to think, well, what else can I Let do? Let me ask you there for a minute. How old were you when you, when that all kind of started for you? So this was in my early thirties. Okay. I had you know, I'd given up the acting by that mm-hmm. point. And so I was like, okay, let me give this corporate thing a try. So that was in my early Okay. 30s. Cause I think a lot of people that it hits them either then or later as like a midlife crisis going, is this all there is? So I understand that feeling. I think a lot of people get to that point. Go ahead. 
Yes. And I, and I work with a lot of people around that age. And that's, that's kind of what the next step for me was. So I went back to school um, to become a psychotherapist. And so I went, got my graduate degree. And I, I was thinking the idea was, well, if I work for myself, then I get to call mm-hmm. the shots. I can work at the pace that I need to work at, um, you know, have a more manageable work-life balance, all that. Um, but, you know, I got my degree and then, of course, I had to get training. So that meant going into healthcare settings, which can be very intense yes, and high very. stress. And um, so, so that was like my sort of second kind of experience of, I would say, true burnout where I was working in a, in a, a public hospital and it oh, was wow. just, you know, it, it was just intense. And um, I, I just got to the point where I literally, I mean, I literally passed out on the job one day. I was just, my system oh, wow. just shut down. Okay. So uh, they took me to yeah, the, you were in the ER, right place. <laughs> I was in the right place. It was like five minutes away, less than five yeah. minutes. Um, but that was, you know, that was the, the wake up call. I was like, okay, this is not working. So now what? Exactly. Wow. Okay. So interesting. And do you think it was the stress of it, the the emotional drain? What you know? What exact? Or, or just that um, it just didn't hold any of your passion or interest? What do you think was the 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 reason behind it? Well, and that's a good question because I, I the work itself was actually really interesting to me. But the of course it was it's crisis work because it's a hospital. Right. But the, the, I think the bigger picture was just that I didn't feel like I had any support in the system. It's such a chaotic system and the, the, everyone was, it's almost like no one had support, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and we were getting these huge demands from, from up above, from administration. This is, we had to, you know, we had to do the impossible basically. Yeah. And so then there's this pressure of, of doing the impossible and not being able to do it with the resources or support that you have. And that was really the part that burnt me out. I see. Interesting. Yeah. I'm sure you're working at that stress level, that kind of where all the cortisol is going, you know, that kind of intensity, the cortisol rushing through your body. It's yeah, it's not a healthy way to way to go. Not if it's, especially if it's continuous, that's really hard. So then what, what happened after that? Where did you, what did, what was your next step? So after that, I, you know, I really had hit this wall because I was, I'd gone back to school to get this degree. I, I knew I had to, you know, try to, I had to get the experience, the, you know, the hours in order to be able to work on my own anyway. So I, I just, I checked out temporarily and, and went back to corporate America, but kind of like a, a, you know, a dead end sort of job just to, to regroup. And then I, I had a little bit time to recover so that I could go back and get my hours. Um, and then I, and I, I did end up starting my own practice, but the, at that point, the problem became, um, me being my own worst boss, you know, and so I started putting all the pressure on <laughs> <Okay>. myself. <laughs> right. So that was then the, then I'm just back. Well, I may as well have a boss. I'm here. I am like, you know, giving myself the whip. And so it was, it was, I was back to, okay, now how do I create this, this work-life balance for myself that I, that I'm seeking? Right. Interesting because yeah, it sort of sounds like initially it was the work culture that was imposing that. Um, and then it was self-imposed 
you know, that kind of stress. And yeah, interesting, which I could see, I'm the same way. So I've had my own business forever and I'm exactly the same way. So I understand I'm, I'm a tough boss <laughs> to myself. I'm the <laughs> nicest boss to others, but to myself, not as much. Right. Okay. So yeah. So is that when you develop this, uh, the playbook? It is, in fact, because I, I, during this whole process, I was, at, I was saying to myself, there has to be a better way. I mean, this just can't be the, you know, this can't be how we work. It can't be how I work. This is not sustainable. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I knew so many other people who were struggling, like, not just with job dissatisfaction, but with stress-related illness and, you know, people who were coming to me in my practice with stress-related illness and burnout and things like that. And so that's, that's, that is kind of what the origin of the playbook was. And through my own sort of self-education and, you know, finding people who were really onto something, onto different ways to actually find that balance, mm-hmm, that's, mm-hmm. that's where I came up with the, the work-life playbook. Interesting. So when, when we talk about burnout, um, it, I mean, I think for a lot of people can mean a few different things. You know, what do you, how would you define, I mean, it can mean you're just tired. It can mean where you're done, you can't handle, like, what would you describe the typical burnout to be so that the listeners can go, okay, wait, do I have that or not? Like, let's see if we can get a little specific on burnout. Yeah. And, and, and it is, it does tend to be, like you said, a few different things because a lot of it is the, the, the physical exhaustion mm-hmm. or it, I mean, I'd say it's, physical and mental exhaustion, you know, so it's that kind of fatigue you can't get rid of, you know, no matter you get the good eight hours of sleep, but you still wake up tired. Mm -hmm. Um, there's also, also what often tends to happen is, is cynicism. Like that's a big sign. You really start to feel negative about, about your job, but also about other things, just like you know, life itself, like, what's the point? Like, why am I even doing this? Um, so that's really, a, I'd say those are the two main parts of it. And one way that it was, has been described to me is that it's the output way um, outweighs the the resources or the input. So there's not, you're, you're putting out so much and you're not getting enough in return, whether that's resources as in health resources or rest, or whether that's even compensation. Right. You know, a lot of people are working really hard for not enough pay. And so then that starts to lead to that feeling of, of imbalance and cynicism. That's really interesting. I had never, I would have never thought to put the word cynicism into there. And that when you said that, that like, I mean, that clarifies so much because you're right. Um, and that cynicism might start at work, but you're right. It seeps into everything because it starts to, yeah. it basically takes our mental outlook and, you know, and ruins it. <laughs> it takes that mental outlook and, and it starts to look pretty depressing. Um, which exactly. is a downward spiral. Yes, absolutely. And uh, what I find so interesting, though, is that, you know, when people have that, I think the biggest thing, when you just said about the output outweighs what's coming in. And yes, compensation is part of it. But from what I've seen, too, is compensation eventually isn't enough. Um, at some right. point, you still feel depleted. And I think it is that the output of all the energy and everything you're doing and it's time and energy and mental, you know, focus is all going out. And what's not coming in is that fulfillment that that job should be giving you, right? That fulfillment doesn't seem to be there. 
Absolutely. I mean, I think that is one of the biggest problems is like you're saying, money only goes so Mm -hmm. far and you can be making all the money in the world. And if you're exhausted, depleted, chronically stressed, it's, it's not going to matter. You're going to, the cynicism is still going to creep in. Sure. Interesting. Yes. So what, uh, so you work with people individually or in groups. How, tell us a little about how this online course works and what the goal of it is and, and kind of the steps, if you could tell us a little. Sure thing. So the, it is a group program, um, but there are also individual components. So you get individual coaching uh, as well as group and, pla- and there's also a forum, so you can kind of go onto the forum and interact with other people there too, um, so that there's really this collaborative aspect to it of trying to, we're all helping each nice. other right, right. through this situation. Um, and then the, the philosophy itself really, you know, to kind of, it, I think it goes well with what your platform is, which is, um, you know, bringing this sort of what I would call feminine energy or bringing Val- feminine values into what has largely been a, a masculine model of mm-hmm, business. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, you know, what that means is that there's a lot of pushing and a lot of grinding and a lot of, you know, making it happen and force and, and showing up and fighting it out. That's kind of the mentality. Right. Cause that's, and that's a burnout. Model. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Because that is, those are masculine kind of traits, you know, um, yeah, that it's much yes. more competitive, pushing, forcing. Um, yeah, I could see where that leads to the daily grind and all of that kind of uh, intensity. But you're right. And the the feminine kind of traits in the workplace would be more collaborative and more um, mentorship and, um, you know, working together to a common goal. So, and, and I think you're right. I think that originally, I mean... I mean, in all honesty, work was made for men originally. Women didn't work. And when when we thankfully did get that opportunity, which is so great, to make our own decision on that, we didn't we didn't really change the model, did we? Right. Hmm. And that that is I mean, I think the interesting thing is I, I think the model doesn't really work for most men <laughs> because it's still, you know, the, this idea of like fighting it out every day. I mean, e- even if you look at like hunting, right, that's a, yes. something you did weekly or maybe every other week, you know, you, you weren't in this like daily stress situation, which we're all in yes. now. But especially again, like for, for women coming into the workforce in the beginning, when they flooded the workforce, especially in the eighties and nineties, they, they really had to, you know, take on the, the, the masculine energy in order to get in. Right. That was necessary. But now, you know, again, with burnout and also just, just finding ways to bring more of the feminine energy into the workplace, I think that is crucial in order for not just women. I mean, it's very important for us because we don't, we can't, not only are we not built that way, but, you know, it's, it's not really good for us right. to try to be fighting it out every day. Yeah. Um, but it's, again, it's not good for anyone to be doing that. So more, bringing more feminine uh, values and principles into business can be good for everyone and just create more balance. Yeah, that's a, that's a great thing. I had never thought of that really, that, um, you know, first off that the model was kind of there before we even got into the workforce and then, and that it doesn't really work for men either. That's really interesting. Yeah. I think that for many women, um, and I talk about this all the time, they feel like to be in that workforce, especially if you're working in a male dominated industry. And my, 
I'm an architect by trade, and that is still super male dominated. Um, but even in that industry, I think, or, or in any, I think we sometimes feel like we have to man up, right? We have to kind of leave our femininity at the door and come in into their realm and, and just be another kind of man there, you know? But I, I find that to be the opposite of what's best, not only for women, but for the whole company. Um, tell us about some of the traits, you know, what women bring to it that is different. Well, one that you mentioned, of course, is, is collaboration. Um, you know, I think the, the idea of competition is great and it, it does make us, you know, it, it keeps us on our toes, but also there has to be that balance mm-hmm. of collaboration as well. And when we work together for a common good, instead of viewing business as a whole, instead of viewing it as a zero sum game, when we're kind of looking for how can, where's the win-win in this situation, then that's really going to be better for the whole company and for, you know, global business, exactly. if you ask right, me. Right, right. You know. Yeah. And maybe, maybe so stop some, I mean, or at least uh, minimize some of the health issues that happen when we do hit that burnout. So how does your playbook work? Are, how many, it says it's a 12 week program, right? So what happens during that? What are, what are they starting with? Like, you know, what's their starting point and what is the goal to end up how? So the starting point, of course, is coming in and, and really just understanding some of the the hidden ways that burnout is getting us, like internalized beliefs, ways that we've, and part of it is this, you know, sort of the way we've kind of come into this masculine work culture and and maybe not even understood how we've internalized that. So mm, that's part yes. of it. It's just kind of cracking open the veneer so we can really see what's going on there and and the things that we have taken to be truth that really aren't. So we do a lot of myth busting and sort of that sort of nice. thing. And then the, the next process is really helping people tap into what I would call their innate resilience, or you could also say flow states, um, so that people can really understand how to manage their energy better. Like they're, you know, we, we, we don't, we're, we've sort of been conditioned and this is part of the, the feminine aspect, right? We've conditioned out of listening to our bodies and following our internal rhythms. And so again, like when we're, we're just sort of overriding our body's needs and our own energy rhythms and and that sort of thing, we're, we're working against ourselves and we're also not doing our best work. So, you know, in terms of helping people really start to tune into themselves more, um, that's one thing. And, and, Understanding that we all have this kind of reservoir, this, I'd say, almost limitless reservoir of resilience and energy when we know how to balance it, when we know how to, to find How to it. find it, and then if it feels low, how to replenish it. Is that okay? That's really interesting because um, you're right. I don't think people are, are aware or uh, know how to even understand what their body's trying to tell them. I absolutely see that all the time. And I think because of that, we've lost the sense of our intuition because intuition is in the body. It's not in our head. And I think you're right. People lose that. That's very interesting to me because, um, yeah, so to kind of boil that down to sort of basics, it's sort of knowing when you are feeling depleted, knowing what to do to replenish and to tap into that reservoir. 
Yes, and the other thing you just started to talk about, which is the intuition versus the rational mm-hmm. mind, the intellect, which, you know, another sort of, the, if you look at feminine yes. masculine, and like masculine is very much a rational mind, and women are very much emotional and intuitive. Yes. And the intuitive and the emotional have been, you know, kind of put to the side. Well, that's not important. or, But actually, it's so important. You know, yes. our intuition is where that's where true wisdom comes absolutely. from. Absolutely, really talking about perfect way to know. say that. You're absolutely right. Yeah, it is. It is. So if you're in your head all the time, you're actually not accessing your intuition and your wisdom. You're really just in mm-hmm. your head, which is where most of us spend a lot of our days. That's so true. <laughs> so. And they do say that men typically um, don't rely on it or even really believe for themselves those feelings. So they, yeah, they stay on that very clear cut, you know, black and white analytical mindset. Right. And women aren't, we're, we're, we're just built differently. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, no, absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. So how has that changed? Uh, has people been doing that and then making a change in their life or just, or adapting themselves to yeah. their job? What have you seen? It's been, I mean, it, it can be really huge just like after the 12 weeks, because when people, people realize, you know, that they've, it's like this overthinking thing that we've been doing, right? right? Where we think the solutions to our problems are in our intellect. And we think that we have to think our way to all of our goals. When they make that shift into the more intuitive and it's a heart centered place, that is where all the magic is because suddenly that's when the insights come. And it's, it's, it's amazing what people come up with in terms of how to solve their burnout, what changes they need to make, you know, whatever is the problem that the burning problem that they're dealing with. So when they make that shift from intellect to intuition, and they really start to learn how to tap into that, you know, those resources, it's, that's when the light bulbs go out and that's when the magic happens. And that's when they start to, it's like first a huge exhale, like, oh my God, you mean I don't have to be carrying these huge burdens anymore. And, oh, you mean that I got a new answer this morning when I was in the shower and I know what I need to do now. So clarity comes into the play and it really helps people a lot. Oh, absolutely. I love that. I think, I think our world is so, there's so many distractions that, that, I think fill our head, right? So like instead of listening to yourself in the shower, (laughs) you're just hearing everything around you instead of tapping into yours. So that's, that's great. Yeah. You're able to quiet that noise and really listen. I'm sure people have made some huge transformations doing that. Definitely. I mean, people have quit their jobs. They've started their own businesses. They've, I mean, they've done all sorts of I mean, made some incredible changes in their lives. That's great. And some people have stayed in their jobs, but they, then they've created a new way of relating to the job. And that's, that's, that's really was the first reason that I started the the playbook was to help people stay in their jobs. Right. Right. You know, to, but to have a different relationship with their work. Right. To kind of tackle it a little differently and, and probably create some boundaries to it. Yes. Right. So you can yes. find that balance again, which is, I think, everything. Yeah. Balancing is huge. Um, it definitely gives just a better perspective on your life and a better outlook, I think, as well. Uh, that is so interesting. I love it. And so tell me if people want to get a hold of you or or try out this program, how can they reach out to you? If this has really hit, you know, hit a chord for them, what what do you think? What do they do? 
So uh, the, you, they can go check out the worklifeplaybook.com and, and just look at the program itself. Um, and that's on my website, which has all the information about me and contacting me and, and, and um, anything that they want to know further about my offerings, because I also have one-on-one offerings as okay, well. Okay, great, great, because some people will, will work better one-on-one versus, do you find people do some of both or what, what's the typical way to go? Or do they start with the, the playbook? Um, it, it really depends. Some people come to me one-on-one because they just, that's the model they prefer. Uh, they just, you know, they just want that. They don't necessarily want to do the whole group thing. But I think for me, I see the group process as such a magical process when you get people together sharing yes, their yes. experiences and learning from each other. It's an exponential growth experience. I, I could see that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's wonderful. So I want to just spell your name for everyone because it is spelled a little differently. So yes. if they're trying to find you too, it's Ruth is R-O-U-T-H. Chadwick, as you would think, C-H-A-D-W-I-C-K. Thank you so much. You've brought a lot of interesting, um, not only interesting thoughts, but interesting solutions that people can really start to look at. I think it makes a ton of sense to dig a little deeper through your course. So I hope that everybody is uh, that has felt this strike a chord for them will reach out and, uh, and get that. Thank you too. Because the ultimate it's been great having this conversation. Thank you uh, um, for me too, especially because the overall goal is 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 really happiness, right? I mean, it's really joy, yeah. even in work, which is some people think does not go hand in hand, but it can. It can. Right. It yes. can. It absolutely can. Wonderful. It's been wonderful to have you. Thank you so much, Ruth. And you talk too. Thank soon. you so much. All right. But yes, definitely. Bye bye. 